Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker is here with me, and we are here for another round of Monday Morning News. Chris, start us off, as we always do, with the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny with a high of 79. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny with a high of 67. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy. 41 and in new york city it is partly cloudy today with a high of 41 degrees well thanksgiving has come and gone and you know on friday we really didn't talk about uh how our thanksgiving went we just jumped straight into good news and you know i have to ask and it's just customary chris how did your thanksgiving go my thanksgiving was quiet peaceful perfect just as you anticipated you know, just look, just what I ordered. You know, that makes things realize. I had an amazing Thanksgiving. Honestly, <laughs> my favorite part of the whole thing, it wasn't the food, although the food was amazing. I tried um, sweet potatoes cooked uh, a certain way for the first time, so that was cool. I'm, I'm starting to get into sweet potatoes now more and more. Um... But the food was great. Hanging with the family was great. But my favorite part was my five-month-old nephew. As my sister was getting ready to leave, my five-month-old nephew reached out and shook my hand. That was the most magical part of my day. And then what did he try to do, mate? <laughs> yeah, so that's... <laughs> yeah, so this crafty little boy... After shaking my hand, being such a gentleman, tried to steal the class ring off my finger. Grabbed right a hold of it and tried to pull it off my finger. So <laughs> uh, he needs it more than you. <laughs> oh, it was the funniest thing though, because he he tried with such determination. Like <laughs> obviously, I can't see it, but the look in his eyes was like, "I'm stealing this now. It's no longer yours." And you'll never know. And want to hear a fun fact about class rings, Nick? I would love to. I have a really, I should say had. I had a really nice golden 24 karat class ring that I bought. Mm-hmm. Like, very nice. Um, I have no idea where it went. <laughs> Don't have a clue. It's gone. <laughs> Oops. Um... So, it used to be on my dresser, in a nice display yeah. ring box, yeah. and then during the move, it just kind of came up missing. That's rough. So, I'm thinking either when I move again, I'll find it, or she's gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, when I started wearing my class ring, you know, I like being a little fashionable i love certain types of jewelry you know ring you know i love my ring i love you know i want to get a bracelet at some point but anyway um like i love this ring and i hardly take it off there was a point where i forgot it uh when going to i think i was going from here to my mom's house and i forgot i forgot to grab it off my dresser and it felt so weird for the next, you know, for the entire week to not have it. It just felt so wrong. Mm. You know, people say that they stop wearing 
their class rings soon after or hardly wear it at all after they get it. I've worn mine pretty much every day since I got it. And I that probably won't change anytime soon. I've probably only wore it for two complete days of my entire life and it was a thousand dollars that just got lost. Oh, that's rough. That's really, really rough. But it does have a warranty on it where you can get it replaced for lost or stolen. One lost, one stolen. So I think my way to go about this is saying it got stolen. So then that way when I lose it again, <laughs> I can say this time it was lost. There you go. There you go. You have your answer. You're a genius. I'm proud. Very wrong of me, but it's a thousand dollars. So <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, you. In um, other no news, we got about a half an inch Friday, where I left not happy about it. Don't want to talk about it. You know, since you brought it up, though, we are talking about it. Snow is here. No, it's, look, you brought it up. This is on you. This is on your head, not mine. The snow is here. You know, it's officially here. I, I was looking at the forecast before we started recording, and I saw snow two or three times this week, and I just don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm, it's been coming for a while, obviously. It's almost December in New York, so obviously it's been coming, but still. You know what, Nick? Still. I want to say, Nick, I want to say some very hurtful things to, to you. <laughs> but I'm going to do it off air. <laughs> right now I'm going to talk about a government shutdown and a debt ceiling that is looming. All right, let's So um, we are getting closer and closer to two different issues, hitting the debt ceiling and a government shutdown. So this is all coming at the end of this week, December 3rd, and the solution is also two different issues. Congress needs to pass a spending bill to keep the government funded for the fiscal year in avoid a government shutdown, and either suspend or raise the debt ceiling. There is a little bit of good news. The Treasury Secretary gave Congress a little bit more breathing room to come up with a deal for one of those crises, and that one crisis is the debt ceiling. That's because in a letter to congressional leaders, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said she thinks with a high degree of confidence that her department will be able to finance the government through December 15th. The original date she gave for the federal government to default on its debt was December 3rd, and that is the same date as a scheduled government shutdown. Secretary Yellen says they were able to get the finances for this from the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was just signed into law earlier this month. The Treasury Department is going to get creative with the money allocated in the bill for the Highway Trust Fund. But Secretary Yellen also warned there are scenarios that would leave the government without enough cash beyond that date, and she encourages lawmakers to pass a bill to either raise or suspend the debt ceiling so we can avoid consequences. If you are unsure what the debt ceiling is or what would happen if we do default on those debts, you can check the articles linked in the show notes for a refresher. Congress needs to get a spending bill passed by the end of the week to avoid a government shutdown and figure out the debt ceiling issue before the end of the year. Last Monday was the deadline for about three and a half million federal workers 
to be vaccinated after the president's September executive order mandating the COVID-19 vaccine with no testing option. The White House says as of Monday, 90% of their workforce are fully vaccinated. An additional 5% has either had their first dose or have a pending approved exemption or extension request. So what about the other 5% of the workforce that had no valid exemption? The White House says those employees won't be facing any immediate dismissal. Instead, federal agencies who employ those employees will continue to process documents and consider their exemptions. There will be continuing education and counseling for employees who have not complied, but that might be followed by additional enforcement steps, like ultimately being fired. What about the lawsuits? There have been a few lawsuits filed against this particular mandate, specifically for federal workers, and so far judges hearing those cases have denied the plaintiff's request for an immediate injunction. These cases will continue to work through the court system as the mandate starts to go into effect. The Department of Justice has officially asked the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals to allow the OSHA vaccine testing mandate to continue while all the lawsuits continue to play out in the courts. The Department of Justice, on behalf of the Labor Department and OSHA, filed a 55-page motion last week asking the appellate judges to lift the pause that was put in place by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Before the multi-circuit lottery was held a few weeks ago, in last week's filing, the federal government argues the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals got a lot of things wrong. And if the Fifth Circuit further delays the emergency temporary standard, it would likely cost many lives per day and a large number of hospitalizations and other serious health effects. The OSHA's emergency temporary standard would require all workers at U.S. companies with more than 100 employees to be fully vaccinated or tested weekly by January 4th. The government goes on to argue even if this Sixth Circuit decides not to lift the stay and lift the pause while this all plays out in the courts, the judges should at least modify the Fifth Circuit's ruling to allow the government to impose requirements that unvaccinated workers wear a mask and be tested weekly. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals judges have not ruled on this filing just yet. Dozens of states, unions, and companies have all filed lawsuits to put a stop to this OSHA rule. They argue the mandate violates the First Amendment and goes above OSHA's authority. All these cases are being transferred into the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, and that court will ultimately rule on all of the cases. As we all know, gas prices have gone up, but last week the White House says it's doing something about it and mainly tapping into the strategic port of reserves. The Biden administration is releasing 15 million barrels of oil in mid-December to try and pump supply into our country. This is in hopes that the Biden administration can bring down the price of gas, and the White House says this is just not happening here. It is being done in coordination with other major energy consuming countries like China, India, Japan, Korea, and the United Kingdom. They will also release some of their own reserves. The president calls this move the largest amount of oil released from our country's strategic reserve. But it is important for you to understand, even though the energy secretary says yes, 
the prices of gas will come down eventually, but it may not happen immediately. This could take a few weeks before the prices start to come down. It is also unclear how oil producing countries like those in OPEC will respond to all of this. Saudi Arabia, Russia, and other Gulf countries make up OPEC, and they made it very clear they intend to control the supply of oil to keep prices high for the time being. Critics say that this workaround by the White House in correlation with these other energy-consuming countries may actually cause OPEC to pull the supply back even further. We will have to wait and see what happens there. Oil prices have dropped over the last few days as investors have been anticipating this move by the White House. AAA says the average cost of a gallon of gas here in the U.S. today is $3.40, which is less than it has been in the past, but it is still significantly more than it was at this time last year. At that point, it was $2.11 a gallon. Getting into rapid news, according to the Farms Bureau, your Thanksgiving cost this year was $53.31 compared to last year's $46.10. The FDA says that Merck's COVID-19 pill is effective and the agency will seek advice on risks during pregnancy. Nick, what do you got for us this Monday morning for an excellent good news story? So this morning I have a pretty quick story, but a pretty good story nonetheless. So in New Jersey or at least this is where it started, there has been a basically a non-profit that's been going around, and it's called I Want to Mow Your Lawn Incorporated. And basically it started when a guy with an advertising job got laid off uh, during the middle of the pandemic, you know, in the summer of last year, and he took the opportunity to start doing some charity work. So he basically just had the idea of getting people together and helping to, you know, manage the properties in the areas of, of um, senior citizens. So, like, just recently they got a group of 7th and 8th graders together in New Jersey to uh, to clean up the trash around a um around a you know some senior citizens homes and rake up the leaves and just you know make the yard and the area surrounding the house look uh, all cleaned up and you know really nice and it's not just taking place in New Jersey at this point they are active in 35 different states with 150 plus um volunteers and they're actually trying to spread it into the schools into the schools now uh they did that trip with the seventh and eighth graders in new jersey they're starting to work with other schools in nearby towns from that one um that just had that trip and so they're spreading it to you know the children uh, trying to get them you know involved in it and getting them to volunteer and overall just you know doing something that on one hand seems kind of simple, but at the same time is a huge, huge help to uh, these senior citizens and all the other work that they do. I love this good news story. 
because it started out something simple and now you have you know kids in the community involved and it's like it's growing like wildfire yeah i mean to get it spread to 35 states in such a short amount of time is honestly so impressive um Nick, do they do it in New York? We gotta get you cutting some grass next year. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyone who puts me up to the task of mowing grass is making a mistake. Um... Oh, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you're paying for the damages. But I, I love this, you know, because cleaning up trash and raking leaves and things like that—they're small acts, but at, at the end of the day, they're huge because. You know, some of these senior citizens, they might not be able to do it themselves, or they might have a very hard time doing it themselves. And so getting this help to just, you know, make their property and their area look, you know, nice and to help, you know, put a smile on these people, these people's faces, it's just wonderful. And for it to all be volunteer work and nonprofit and for it to all start from a guy being fired from his job and then he took that and turned it into something like amazing that's just wonderful it is it's wonderful that's you know perfect that's wonderful an excellent good news story nick thank you for that wonderful um monday morning good news now i am all set to go into my week in a happy you know just in a happy mood you know what i mean just feeling jolly yeah you know the holidays are here nick's got all the good news for us he'll be back Saturday morning with a good news um, episode, which absolutely can't believe it already. I know it's We're crazy. Doing another it's one. crazy, but um, make sure you follow us on BBP News's Twitter account for the latest twenty-four hour breaking news, so you are always in the know. Check out our personal accounts to see what we are up to, and head over to Medium and see what we are writing about over there. But until Wednesday morning for a dumb law, we are getting very close to the end. Almost of to the end. That. Yep. So we'll see you Wednesday morning. Have a good start to your week, everybody. Bye, guys.